Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains, and break a couple of concrete pours to back our log of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud And it is good morning from the Concrete Gang uh, not quite as bright-eyed and bushy-tailed as we were at the start of the year, but we are still standing. So, Malcolm, Michaela, Nigel, and all those people, we're still here. And you can pass all the legislation you like, you can say all the things you like, you can shit-can as much as you like, we're still here. And we'll outlast you too. We've seen goodbye to John Howard, Peter Reith. Oh, there's so many have come and gone, and we're still here. Never mind. It's been a change of fortune during the week, hasn't it? Yeah, good morning, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> no, I was just about to do the introduction. Sorry, sorry, I jumped in like I normally yeah, do. so I'm still here, saying, and I was going to point out... good morning to Michaela before the rest of the no, panel, but no, anyway. No, hang on. I was right. saying that this is a case of the Concrete Gang is also still here. Good morning, Buzzer. So good morning, everybody out there. Good morning, Seamus. Yeah, morning to you. What's, all, and, what's happened to Gorilla? Oh, the Gorilla's uh, pulled a fetlock. Has he? And good morning. Still going on about the Melbourne Cup winner, isn't he? No, he's Still no, living he's, on the proceeds. He yeah. might be living on the proceeds, though. <laughs> and good morning, Annie, on the panel. Thank you very much. And <coughs> let's just start off by telling people, yes, there has been an election in the branch in the last... Uh, couple of months it's all been going on and the result was finalized on Wednesday last week and let me just say that the members first ticket for both organizers and the DBMC was totally and completely successful uh, let's just say that the opposition in relation to the branch uh, organizers, Chicken Man got 12% of the primary vote. 
So, folks, it is indeed a uh, very successful campaign run by the member's first ticket, and all those incumbents will be returned to office, effective from the 2nd of January, and we can get on with business. Of course, as I think I said a few weeks ago, because we didn't get involved in names, of course, but let's be blunt about this, a lot of time was wasted on a bullshit election. Okay, democracy is a wonderful thing, but one person just basically running to give everyone the shits and waste time and waste money uh, has not been a very good result given that uh, we had a period of time in which to get a whole lot more companies signed up to the EBA. We have wasted probably six weeks when organisers have had to take annual leave to defend their positions as they have to under the law, Uh, took annual leave off to go out and campaign. That was valuable time that could have been put into getting people signed up to the EBAs. As it is now and we'll discuss the details in a minute, we've got a whole lot of people who uh, are not going to have an EBA, who are going to be subject to the new code and all the rest of the shit that's going to go on. So, chicken man, you didn't do anyone a bloody favour. And, in fact, there's a whole lot of people out there without EBAs. Well, if you voted for chicken man, you're an idiot because he has left you high and dry. I suppose you could say we... If there's one slight uh, good bit out of it, we did go and access all our members and have many mass meetings and many phone-ins and many door knocks, which was to communicate with your members wasn't a bad exercise. But the timing of the whole thing, like you're saying, was in in the wrong time. We've missed out, like you've missed the opportunity, like you've said, about getting more companies in EBA. We're right in the middle of the focus of getting the EBAs and the LI was taken off the ball. But I suppose, like I said, one little bit out of it, we did go out and access a lot of our members and and talk to them about a lot of different issues and uh, got a bit of some, some good feedback off our members. Yeah, so I understand there's also been a fair bit of um, renewal within the um, from the ranks of the um, organisation um, attending the branch meeting the other night. Um, the report was given there that the union has now um, um, elected um, the first woman um, onto the union's management committee, um, DBMC. So congratulations to Lisa Zanata. And I think there's um, um, some more also on the um, delegation to the national conference and, and the state council of the union too. So... Um, um, it just sort of shows, um, well, we might be a bit slow at these things. You know, we do sort of try and focus on it and we've um, got a bit of catch-up to do, but um, that's what we'll be doing. So right on, congratulations man. to all those people who have been um, re-elected and those who have been newly elected. Yes, there's been quite a few people newly elected and uh, there will be, when it comes to the branch council, a, a large influx of new delegates. Righto. This weekend is also important for one thing and one thing in particular. It's the prelude to the picnic. We built this picnic up. The picnic, which is tomorrow, Monday, out at Caulfield, down at Geelong, up at Bendigo, Ballarat, Tarelgan, etc., etc. <coughs> it's a big day out for the industry every year, and hopefully the weather will hold up. And everyone will have a very good day. If you're going out to Caulfield, there will be uh, some delays at the gate because of the number of people that are turning up to that particular picnic. So be patient. 
Make sure you've got your ticket before you get there. Make sure you've got it in your hot little hand and you'll get in a whole lot quicker. But let's be blunt, it is a very popular event and last year it caused massive, massive traffic problems throughout. Get the train there, what do you reckon? Get. I was about to say, get public transport there, ride your bike, park well away from it, do something because it does become a real bottleneck around that Caulfield area and it has an effect down through the Monash Freeway, up all the other roads like Dandenong Road, Princess Highway, all those sorts of roads are seriously disrupted. Get there early, but they'll be waiting because the gates don't open until about half past nine. But certainly if you can find some public transport, some alternative to driving the car, it might be a whole lot quicker and easier for you. Anyway, it should be a big event and we'll talk about it next week and uh, hopefully it'll all be good reports. Righto, let's move on to the main event this week. Seemed to be in Canberra. Eh? Michaela Cash, the lady with the uh, hovercraft hairdo. Keeps bouncing up and down on her head as she keeps talking endlessly. Very pleased with herself because she did some dirty deals. Malcolm Turnbull and the rest of them did some dirty deals with uh, the various cross benches who, uh, like Mr. Xenophon, uh, had to have... He didn't get the water though, did he? He had, a, had to have a 100% guarantee on the water that was going to go to South Australia and he did some deal on if and maybe. Yeah, he, well, didn't, do, he didn't get much at all really considering no, what he was t- talking about getting. He's, he's a blowhard. He might have a nice lawyer's educated accent, but he's a blowhard. And I think the people of South Australia, if they were dependent on him to produce, are going to be very disappointed. And, of course, the other well-known blowhard, uh, Mr Hinch, uh, he uh, had plenty to say. He went on Neil Mitchell the other day and said he was no friend of the CFMEU. Well, that's bloody obvious. We were talking about Norm Gallagher and everything in, uh, oh. in, in Parliament, you know, yeah. that, uh, turning the clock right back. What's this worry about now and what you're going to do and how you're going to help people? He hasn't helped too many people there. No, he, he has misrepresented what he's about. I'll give you the tip. But anyway, we will expose more of this as the time goes on. But we should highlight a couple of matters. And one is... The legislation for the ABCC has been passed. I always say that uh, the previous Labor governments, both Kevin Rudd and Julia Gillards, didn't actually get rid of the ABCC. They changed the name and reduced the fines, but basically a lot of things didn't change. But now they're going to be back pretty much to what they were under the Howard government, and that will be used against building workers, their stewards, their organisers and other officials and even people in the street will get dragged into all sorts of secret hearings and prosecutions and all the rest of the bullshit that has gone on previously with Hatchkiss in charge of the ABCC. Second, there was also the accompanying piece of, uh, I don't know about legislation, but certainly regulation and that is the building code so-called Building Code 2014, and that will now come into effect. There are some amendments. There are some bits of uh, 
trickery gone on uh, by some of the cross benches to make it look not so bad. You know, we're going to look after procurement and all this stuff. It's it's going to be bullshit. When uh, bosses think they can get away with shit, they'll be trying to get away with shit. They can make it difficult for the union in terms of access, make it difficult for the members to protect things like apprenticeships and all the rest of it. There won't be nothing there in the code, in the legislation for the ABCC that'll be helping working people. So while there has been, um, like you say, there uh, warrants some some amendments to what the government was seeking to do, what we've ended up with is a bit of a mishmash of what the original legislation was under Howard, mm. what it changed to um, under um, Gillard and Rudd, uh, and then also what um, um, basically Abbott put up, which is what Turnbull adopted. So you've got a, a real mishmash of, um, of the legislation, of, of resulting legislation. Um, but what is undeniable, um, despite maybe some positives, issues out of some of these amendments, right, is they've all been done on the backs of um, building workers once again, and the rights of construction workers have been sold out um, over the rights of, you know, sure it's good to have procurement um, um, issues uh, where they, you know, to push up Australian-made products, but you don't have to take the rights of construction workers to um, have the same access to EBAs as every other worker in the country um, in exchange for it. Um, yeah, it's good to have um, um, things around um, uh, protection of for subcontractors to get paid, and the union has been the biggest advocate for that over the years and making sure contractors get paid for work done. Um, but you don't need to do that by selling out construction workers' rights. Um, because what these, um, what the um, the legislation does is um, is introduce some um, much harsher penalties, um, more expensive penalties um, for any breaches of the law um, around around building sites. It also brings in um, um, extra, um, makes it harder for workers to engage in taking protected action um, in pursuit of their EBAs, and then the code that, 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 that the government is now bringing in so-called 2014 code um, that uh, makes it that restricts the right for workers and unions to bargain for issues that every other worker and every other union um, and every other, every other employer has the right to um, bargain for and include in their enterprise agreements. So that right has been also removed from from construction workers, and that goes to. Um, um, bans workers, unions, and employees agreeing to limits on casual employment. All right. So if you want to um, in- include in your EBA that there's a limit on amount of casual, so therefore protect your own job rights, you're not allowed to have that if you um, if you want to have a code-compliant agreement. Um, if It also prohibits workers, union and employers from promoting employment of apprentices, so we can't encourage um, or have an include in agreements uh, the employment of apprentices, um, despite the fact that every other worker, every other industry is allowed to do they have those sort of um, those sort of agreements if they if we reach agreement on that, it bans unions and employers agreeing to safe hours of work or any limitation at all on excessive overtime. All right, so um, you can't have in your agreement that you um, that after ten hours or eleven hours or twelve hours. Um, or eight hours, or, or any hours. So right? No, fifty-six. No, uh, that time. Um, that so those things are all there. Um, our outlawed, right? Um, so it takes away all the whole notion about having in, in your enterprise agreement job security. The idea about enterprise agreements when they were first brought in back in back in the nineties was supposed to be for um, workers with the unions sit down with an employer and agree on conditions 
for that particular workplace. All right, so there's a bargain there. There's agreement reached, and then runs sweet and gets on, gets on with um, gets on with work, gets on with winning winning work. Uh, so it just outlaws a whole lot of a whole lot of these issues. So, um, built and every other worker in the country is allowed to have these, except for if, if you work in the building industry. The RDO calendar right, is so that is that on the list too? That's on the list too. So it really is um, um, an attempt by the government to introduce work choices or worse than work choices for a big section of the of the of the working population, which is building workers, without coming out and saying this is what we're doing, because this is all done under the power of the code. Um, and the code is is not a legal instrument, all right. It's part of the part of it's part of you know attached to the bill, all right. So this all this power resides with cash all right, and the government, and she could turn around and change this again tomorrow, all right, um, or the day after, all right, without having to come back to the parliament at all. So um, so Hinch, Xenophon, and all the rest of them um, have really um, uh, put a, put their sort of pet interests, all right, Pauline. um in front of. A million construction workers' rights to um, better sit down and bargain with their employer, with the union involved, all right, and have decent health and safety conditions. Righto. So you're going to hear a lot more about it, and uh, we will be giving you in in detail uh, some of the uh, clauses of the code and the legislation. Something to look forward to for Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And one little sleeper in there is part twelve of the code, which talks about. In the rights of Incalink but type uh, schemes. So what we've got to do is what we always do when we're faced up with this sort of adversity. We work our way around these things and we work our way through it because um, um, there's no way in the world that um, this industry is going to be able to work successfully with these laws. Righto, we're going to cut to a track up around the bend and that's where we're all going for before Christmas. <laughs> Credence Clearwater up around the bend, and after uh, the twelve months we've had, was surprising we're not all in the uh, 
in, uh, shall we say, a medicated state. I agree, because let me say again, it has been a difficult year when you throw everyone, everything on board, the election, the EBAs, our election, and to finish off with the ABCC. Anyway, we'll keep punching, won't we? That's right. Now, let's just talk about EBAs, because let's just remind people that if you have gone through the process under the Fair Work Act, you've had your vote, you've got 14 days from your vote to actually lodge it in Fair Work. So there's a lot of people still coming into our office who have had their vote, they've had, as per the Act, they've had their vote, and even though the new code has been introduced, the agreement dates from when you had the vote. So there are still people who can and should be coming into the office because they've gone through the process, had the vote. The new code does not apply to you. Only if you have not started the process does it, the new code apply to you. And there will be some, like our good friends Keynes and so on, who are going to be hanging out, making sure that they've got no vote before the new code is actually introduced because it still has to be signed by the Governor-General but we've got 14 days from your meeting so if you had a meeting on Tuesday last week then you're in a situation where you can come in sign off on the agreement have it all processed and certified by the Fair Work Commission all within 14 days of the vote and you'll be covered by the old code and you've got two years with no retrospectivity so folks... If you've started the process, you've had the vote, get yourselves, employers, get yourselves into the office and get the process finalised with the existing agreement and the 13 code. But if they want to go the other option, it means going right back to square one, doesn't back it? Back to square one and there's a whole Protected lot of... Protected action. Indeed. And Keynes, a cheerio to all those down at Keynes. Because protected action, as per the law, as per the Fair Work Act, started last week and uh, it will continue because there is no agreement covering the Kane employees and they voted, democratically voted, unanimously for protected action. And that's what's going to happen. And I see headlines in the Geelong paper on Friday, Stand Still, the big stadium. Plenty of work to be done there yet. So one of the things I suppose we should make clear, I mean, those conditions that the code now says you can't have in an agreement, that's if the, um, the company wants to tender on federal government building sites. Yeah. Um, but that's still, um, the workers say, no, we want the same conditions that other construction workers have got in our agreement, all right? Um, they can still persist that, persist yeah. and pursue that, right? Yeah. Um, Every legal right. So you could have a situation coming up where an employer... Um, ends up agreeing with their workforce to include certain agreements, which then um, the government says, well, you can't tender for our government work, which in turn will then lead to a reduced amount of contractors being eligible for government work, which leads to less competition. Um, um, so can't see how that's going to um, benefit the public in any way. And also, despite the fact there's government been going on and on about um, this federal government about costs and all the rest of it and outrageous pay rises, um, um, this code and the legislation does nothing to stop um, or curtail um, claims for pay increases. So um, while the union was very moderate in its claim for 5% pay increases, um, it's gone into the um, main EBAs. Um, there's nothing stopping a group of workers saying, well, um, we reckon we're worth, we're worth 10% per annum um, for putting up and doing the work that we do. 
Um, so there's a number of options open there to, for, for unions and workers to pursue. As I say, that what we've got to do is, um, um, you know, we faced up these sort of challenges, you know, put our thinking caps on uh, and work our way through it. Righto. Now, we didn't need to. We're running out of time and we haven't got the scallywags yet. The Stalwart's Turn is on this afternoon at the Limerick Castle in North Melbourne from lunchtime on. So don't forget to, uh, if you're an old stalwart of the BLF, uh, there is the drink, the annual Christmas drink taking place this afternoon. Whereabouts that? At the Limerick Castle in North, in North Melbourne. Uh, talking about pubs, a uh, plug to our good friends at the Palace Hotel in South Melbourne. They are putting on the... Uh, the lunch for the Peggy of the Year and his partner and uh, just a little plug for the uh, good old Palace Hotel. They have a $15 roast on every Sunday. So if you're looking for a uh, good but cheap meal, you can't beat the Palace on a Sunday afternoon. Now, we uh, got to scallywags. There's a couple of scallywags running around Sexpo. Shouldn't have been talking to the missus on the phone when you were having announcements about Sexpo in the background. Yes. But anyway. Caught out there. Caught out there. Righto, scallywags. Well, let's start off with the people we think, uh, you know, I reckon dead set winners. Hinch and Xenophon and the rest of those cross benches who Hanson. Yeah, all those shitbags who voted for uh, the legislation and voted against working people. Uh, also, we've got Chevallo. He's doing the, talking about hotels, the Village Bell Hotel in Barclay Street, yeah. St Kilda. Joe, best of luck. He's treating to getting the tower crane up there, and uh, ooh, let's just see how that goes, eh? Indeed. Now, the other one is Keynes, and I'm going to nominate them also for, for Sookie Sookie La La because they carried on a treat whinging about how we were going to take action against them. Well, guess what? That's the law. You're all about the law, but guess what? Sometimes the law can work both ways, and protected action is a very limited opportunity for industrial action, but we've got every right to take it. Ireland Brown, because apparently there's one law for union officials signing the book and another law for other people. Okay, and last but not least, the AWU because the AWU reverted to kind. Oh, yeah, we're going to do agreements with the CFMEU. We're all brothers together, blah, blah, blah. And they went off and did a dirty side deal with VSL to cover precast for the Dandenong Skyrail project. Well, that's what you did on East Link. That's what you did on any number of times. Sorry, you shit talkers. End of relationship. Righto, who are we going with for Scallywag of the Week? Uh, well, I'd nearly have to go to the cross benches, I reckon. I don't think you can go past the cross benches. After what yeah. they've done, uh, what, look, Xenophon, saying he's getting all this water. He's got nothing at the moment, nothing. <laughs> and he sold his soul out for that. Anyway, there's a whole lot of shit talkers up there, and they will be held to account as they should and always will be. And. Uh, Cheerios. Hang on, we we agreed on Keynes as the sookie lala. Yeah, so yeah Keynes. Oh, they will be sookie. Media media uh, releases everywhere, whinging and whinging and whinging. 
Well, go and tell Julia Gillard over there in Adelaide who's not getting any water thanks to Xenophon. Anyway, we got any Cheerios? Probably just a Cheerio to all the retired members who turned yep. up for the for the function the other day. Yep. Um, good to see um, all the all the old members get out there and enjoy themselves, catch up with each other. Good stuff. Yeah, and just should mention the passing of uh, Mick O'Connor. Yep. Long-time uh, builder's labourer, work, worked in the industry for a very long time since he arrived from Ireland. Top bloke and passed away last week and uh, the funeral was, in fact, unfortunately, at the same time as the retired members' lunch. Anyway, we're going to go out the same old way. Dare to struggle, dare, dare to, to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang and we'll be back next week and the week after that, yes, folks, you're not getting rid of us that easy. And we dedicate this to... listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.